For those of you that may be new, we're so glad that you're here. And um, these nights that we've spent together um, for Encounter and every week has just been focused on the Lord and what he's going to do and has yet to do and what he's already done. And so tonight I just want to just allow the Spirit to just lead us, a lives and ministry led by the Spirit. And so we're going to do something a little bit different. I want to invite you to put out your hands. And I just believe the Lord has just something that he wants to give to each of us tonight. And so the band's going to play a little bit, and I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to come and just be with you guys for a little bit as we worship. And I just encourage you that no matter what you came in with tonight, that the Lord wants to come and breathe and move in your life. And so Holy Spirit, we just receive all that you have tonight, God. We just say, have your way, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you come and you breathe. Come and breathe on us tonight. As the rain has been falling in the physical these past few days, God, we receive the spiritual rain that you're gonna pour out in this place tonight. So we just say, have your way, Jesus. Just come right now. We just say, have your way, Jesus. In your name. Come and move, come and move. 
Open my heart.
fix our eyes. We fix our eyes on you, only you. We set our gaze on you. We fix our eyes on you. We praise your name. Yeah, don't be afraid of the silence. Let's just lift our hands. We praise you, Lord. If you feel comfortable, let's just lift up our own song in your own words. We praise you, Lord. We lift our voice to you, Lord. Cause you are worthy, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, you are worthy of it all. You're worth it all. You're worth it all. We worship you. Jesus reigns. Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns, Jesus reigns, Jesus reigns.
Sometimes I feel like I'm going through the motions. We can get into ritual so easy. It's about relationship. It's about you, Jesus. So Jesus, I'm just committing again to just surrendering my life to you, just to know you. for the amazing life you paid for me to have. This next song we're about to sing is called Miracles, and uh, we've done it here at Alive a lot this past year, and uh, this song has really been special to my heart because um, the guy that wrote the song, he wrote this about a time where him and his wife were expecting a child, and he was born dead, and the doctors tried everything, they prayed and prayed and cried out to the Lord and nothing happened. And he said that when he was writing this song, throughout the pain, he had, to, he had to remember the truth. When he was hurting, when he was broken, when he was so confused, he had to fix his eyes on the Lord. And he had to remember that God is good, he is faithful. 
that even though what I'm seeing right now with my physical eyes is hurtful and it's painful, I know that my God is greater. And I've walked something this past year with my own life. Some of you may know my mom. She's a beautiful woman of the Lord. And um, a year ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I don't think anyone ever wants to hear that their mom has breast cancer, but I've walked some, my family and I've walked some deep waters already before this time. And the pain was so real and I just thought, man, why? Why is this happening? I've already lost my dad suddenly. Why would this happen? But even in that day, the Lord reminded me, Leah, do you believe in me? Do you believe that I'm good? Do you believe that I'm worthy? And I remember in that moment saying, yes, God. <laughs> and so over this last year, it's not been easy, guys. I'm not gonna say it's been a cakewalk, but the Lord has been so faithful. And I'm proud today because she's, she's so close to being healed, guys. And the cancer has just shrunk tremendously and the doctors have just been blown away by just how amazing she's done, yeah. And I believe that she's gonna be completely healed. I do. And so this song talks about in the middle of those storms, just being with the Lord and just reminding yourself of the truth that he is a God of miracles. And I believe tonight that he wants to come and breathe in this place and he's gonna bring miracles. And so if there's something that is going on in your life, it doesn't have to be a physical pain, it can be, or whether there's brokenness in your heart or pain in your heart, I encourage you, during this song, press in. Because I believe the Lord wants to meet you because he has miracles tonight. So let's sing this. The one who made the blind to see is moving in front of me, moving in front of me. The one who made the deaf tear is silencing my every fear, silencing my every fear. And I believe in you, I believe in you.
Yeah, yeah, Father, I just thank you, God, that you are a God of miracles. You know, I was on the world race, and uh, actually I wasn't on the world race. I was living in Guatemala, and we had this crazy thing that we felt like God was calling us to do, me and uh, uh, one of the guys I lived with. And we felt like the Lord challenged us um, <laughs> to leave the house with no bag, nothing to take with us, no money, no cell phone. And he challenged us and he said, do you guys trust that I'll provide for you? And we literally had no idea where we were going. There was a lake house about four hours away that we went to for prayer and for worship at times. And we had a sense that that was where God was calling us to go, but we didn't know how to get there. Luckily, my friend knew how to speak Spanish because I didn't. But we were scared. It was getting dark. We would literally turn by turn and say, Lord, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? Literally like, like, like we had a GPS, but God was our GPS. And it was getting dark, and we had no idea how we were going to eat. We were getting hungry, and we didn't know where to go. And God just said, do you trust me? Do you believe in me? And I remember keep saying, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And he started to move. And crazy things happened. And we literally, this family came up to us and they said, hey, we're going to Lake Atilan. Do you want to ride? And that was literally the lake where our house was. Oh, by the way, we want the we feel like God told us to buy you this food. And they bought us a this food. And literally, like, I don't know if you've ever been so hungry that you don't care what food. I'm a pretty picky eater. But when someone gives you food and you're starving, you're going to take it. And it was the best meal of my life. So we're driving a lake to Atilan. We're, we're kind of excited but also nervous because we're in a van full of um, Guatemalans. And even my friend who spoke Guatemalan couldn't understand them because they had their own dialect. And we're like, God, where are we going to sleep tonight? You know, Lake Atilan is very big. And we're, we're in, we're, we have a house on an island called San Marcos. And we're across the lake. And we get there and it's 1030 and the area that we're in is not good. And they drop us off, and, and they say, come with us. And we literally are going down this dark alley. <laughs> and I'm literally thanking God that my friend is kind of like a football player, so at least he can hold his own, because I can't. And they say, come into our house, stay with us. And we stayed with them. And the next morning, they woke us up, and they said, we need you to come pray for our uncle. He has cancer. And God just began to move in ways that I can't comprehend or even understand. And I look back, and I was like, God, how did you provide for us like that? That couldn't have been made up. And he said, do you trust me? Do you believe? You know, and there's this, there's this crazy story.
I've never preached on this story. I don't even know if I've ever read it publicly, but I felt like God wanted me to read it. So here we go. It's a parable from Matthew 25. And it says this. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long, was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and, and uh, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, they may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go, go those and sell and buy some oil for yourself. But while they were gone on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the, to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you don't, do not know the day or the hour that he will come. I know that's kind of a weird story, but I believe it's a parable that points us to the fact that Jesus is coming back. And right after I read this, I felt like the Lord said, 1 Samuel chapter 3. And it's a story about a little boy named Samuel, and he's in bed, and he begins to hear the whisper saying, Samuel, Samuel. And he runs to the priest that was kind of a father figure at his time. He says, here I am, here I am. And he says, I did not call you. Go back to bed. So he goes back to bed, and he's laying in bed, and again he hears, Samuel, Samuel. He runs. He says, here I am. Man, go back to bed. Stop bothering me. I did not call you. And then the third time he hears Samuel, Samuel again. And he realized it was the voice of the Lord. And he says, here I am, Lord. Speak, your servant is listening. And guys, I just feel like it's on my heart. And we have these worship nights like this. We have this time where we come together. And it's a reminder that Jesus is alive. It's a reminder that Jesus is coming back. And I don't know about you, but I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I don't want to be distracted by the worries or desires of this world. I don't want to be distracted by things that are good but not his best. Some, I, some call me a little, you know, crazy or anal. And I'm like, hey, did you pray about it? Did you ask God about that? like, dude, we, we have logic, we have a brain, we can decide, and yes, that's good, but I don't know about you, I want to know God so well. When he says, go right, go right. When he says, live in not the greatest apartment, you trust him, because he has a reason because of it. And, it, and it's not because we can't be outside of his will, but because he has a reason for it. You know, recently I got a new car, and I was praying over a car um, that was nice and new, a couple years old, um, but my dad and some people I love really wanted me to get this new car, and it was, it was a, a significant, a little more of money, and I, and I was praying about it, and my dad's like, just get it, it's better mileage, it's brand new, get it, all these reasons, all these logical reasons, and I'm not saying logic is bad. 
But I just asked God, what, what do you want me to get? And I felt a peace about the old one, but my mind couldn't understand why. So I got the new one, even though everything in me was saying get the old one, which was still a very nice car. And now, nine months later, things happened in my life why I see why God wanted me to get the old one. I like my car, but I have a significant amount of loans on it now that I have to pay off, and I'm in debt from it. And I, and I, and not in harshness or not in a condemnation, but I look back and I'm like, Lord, I should have listened to you. That was a little thing. He was speaking to me by His peace, by that nudge in my heart. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be like the people that has oil fresh and ready. I don't want to be distracted by going to the store. I don't want to be distracted by going after things when Jesus comes back. I want to be ready. So I ask you, will you choose and believe that he is a God of miracles? Will you choose and believe with me, even in our unbelief, that he will meet you where you're at, that he will guide you when you don't know where to go or what you're going to eat, that he will help you when someone you love has a disease that we don't have a cure for? Will you trust that he fights for us and he knows us, that he saves us and then wants to use us to go be his hands and his feet? we have gatherings like this where there's no agenda except for him to be reminded that he loves us because he loves us because he loves us so will you take a risk with me and ask what miracle in your life does he want to do tonight how does he want to fill up our oil lamps so that we're ready and we're ready to burn for him when people are looking and no one's looking because you know what he doesn't look at the outer appearance of a person but he looks at our hearts and when we're laying in bed and we're not even thinking of him, and he whispers our name, John, Aaron, Nate, will we listen to him? Even when people think we're foolish, and even our, when our minds don't understand it, will we trust his presence, trust his spirit to guide us? And will we make a stand knowing that he is a rewarder of faith? He was a fool for us, but we'd be a fool for him. He's a God of miracles, guys. And I promise you, it's the best adventure and journey you'll ever go on in your life. So as Leah sings this chorus again, will you believe and trust that he wants to do something new in your life and new in your hearts and new in your place, in this place, in this space tonight. He wants to fill our oil lamps up so that we're always burning and ready to go for him.
It's forever yours. It's forever. 
in this place, I just, this phrase just keeps ringing through my head. Um, Bill Johnson said it and talks about the presence of God and he just says it's not a, it's not a lake, it's a river. And yeah, that's been a theme that's been so prominent tonight, just the rivers of living water of God. And I just got this picture of each of our own rivers flowing out into our communities, into our friend groups, into our classes and our families and just felt like the Lord was saying like any sticks, any branches, any rocks that are in the way in the river, like he's removing them tonight. Um, just to flow. I just feel like he's freeing you guys and he's breaking off chains. He's lifting your burdens and he's just making the rivers rush. He's breaking the floodgates. And he's just coming in with his healing power and his peace and his love and his presence. He's just asking you guys, like, what are those things in your river? What are those things that he just wants to take out, to uproot, to throw to the banks just so that the river can flow? So that there's no ups and downs or breaks where the water doesn't go, but it just rushes and it overflows. We're so grateful for your presence. For your peace and just your promise of newness, promise of fresh waters, God. couple people that want to come up and give a couple words. So if Michaela, you want to come on up.
Hey guys, um, honestly, I feel like it's a miracle I'm up here because I hate public speaking, but yeah. Um, so a few months ago, I, me and Renato got coffee and <laughs> I thought coming into that coffee appointment that, yeah, I totally knew what it was like to live the Christian life, the good old Christian life with God, um, my daily quiet time and all this stuff. And yeah, I just had been told for so long that like I was doing it right or whatever. And when me and Ryan met up, he spoke over me and he said, yeah, don't keep God in a box. And those words have really radiated over me um, these past few months. And I really felt that those words radiating over me again tonight and just, yeah, I feel like some of you guys need to hear that right now that, yeah, God can't be kept in a box um, and our faith doesn't have to look a certain way uh, when we, yeah, try to <laughs> try to put God in a box, he's not going to fit, <laughs> like he just doesn't fit um, and what that's played out to be over these past few months is just receiving from God. Um, and opening my heart, actually, to just, like, receive him. Um, and actually, like, after we got coffee that night, I kind of left, like, being like, yeah, what is he talking about? Like, I'm, I'm fine, like, whatever. But I got back to my room, and I was like, I, for the first time, like, really felt like I heard God being like, just go to your room and, like, spend time with me. And, like, I've never really gone to my room, like, by myself and spent time with the Lord at that time like it was always around people or like other things and I just felt like God was like turn the lights off <laughs> and that night like I was just journaling with the lights off like that sounds so weird but it was like God was just calling me like surrender everything and like trust me to write with the lights off like as weird as that sounds like if you guys just open your hearts and let God take you on a journey, like, he'll totally do that. You just have to want to receive from him. And, like, yeah, he He wants to pour into you guys. And he's a father. And just, like, yeah, just open your hearts. And he just loves you guys so much. And, yeah, that's all. <laughs> Thanks, Makina. Um, so now that I'm not getting wrecked. We just want to share some stories um, about this year and about all that God did um, on campus and in your guys' lives. Last Worship on the Quad was an awesome opportunity for us to just gather around and just reflect on the past two semesters and really all that God did in a live, in your own personal life, and um, on your campuses. So um, we are just going to have kind of a time of open mic. Yeah? Miranda is going to come and share. So if Miranda, you want to come on up. Um. Uh, hi, everyone. So Ryan literally just told me five minutes ago that I'm going to go on stage and talk. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Michaela kind of started this off with don't put God in a box, and I think that's awesome because that's what I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me. But, um, yeah, last summer and when I first got to college, I definitely put God in a box. I thought he was this guy who 
was there to punish you when you did bad things and he did protect you, but I didn't really receive God or listen to him. I just knew he was there. Um, but <laughs> kind of gave this last semester, but yeah, last summer I kind of like hit rock bottom. I was very lonely and um, sad. I, um, <laughs> I, I was really lonely and sad and I like couldn't count on like my friends or like sorority sisters to help me. I just, like started partying and drinking and just like sought out relationships, but nothing would like fill up this like sadness. Like I don't know why, and um, even my parents couldn't either. And I guess I'll share this, but um, yeah, last summer I found out that the reason my parents got divorced was because my mom cheated on my dad, and my mom doesn't know that I know but my dad had told me last summer. So at that point, I was like, wow, God, like, I can't even turn to my parents because I can't trust what they have to say to me. So that's when I started to read the Bible more and started going to the vineyard, and my life was forever changed through God because I started receiving his love and his trust, and I felt like he could never let me down as all the people have already have. And we're all human, like, I'm going to let you guys down. Ryan might let you guys down, but God, <laughs> he will, <laughs> but God will never let you down no matter what, and I think that's amazing, and um, this semester, I've really just been realizing, like, like, to keep faith, that's definitely hard. I just found out that my aunt has terminal cancer, which means that her cancer has spread throughout her body, and I started to doubt God and ask him, why did he do this? She's going to die. But then I started thinking and remembering that he hasn't let me down before, so he's going to heal her because he is God, and he has amazing powers. So just want to let you guys know to, uh, to always keep the faith and that he'll never let you down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that story, um, when someone comes to me and say, hey, my oil lamp is out, I don't want to say, go to a store and get some. I want to say, here, let me give you some of the oil that Christ has given me. Because every day we wake up, it's like, Lord, fill me up, renew me. Even when Miranda came, just feeling kind of weak, kind of tired tonight, and the Lord touched her and then used her. And I, I just love how he does that. So even though we aren't on the quad right now, this is worship on the quad. And we want to celebrate what the Lord's done in our lives and in this campus. So I'd ask, does anyone, want, just like Thanksgiving, we gather around and we tell stories. Oh, what's been going on with your life? What's going on in your life? Who's that girlfriend you got now or boyfriend you got or how's that job, <laughs> right? Let's hear some God sightings. How has God moved in your heart and your life this year and in this campus? I think someone's raising their hand. I'm going to come down there because it's hard to see. You can come up here. You can come up here. What's your name? Uh, Michaela. You too. Uh, yeah. Um, so, actually, I'm a freshman and I go to Parkland. And so, <laughs> so this year was, um, so I moved from Iowa to Champaign, 
and I thought that, you know, like this year would be great, and I would like, you know, meet people and just have, I don't know, just have a good semester, and it turns out that I did meet good friends, but it was like the total opposite. Uh, this year was pretty, like, horrible for me, but in this year, I got to know God way better than than I ever could, and uh, that was pretty great because God has definitely, I had a lot of struggles, but God has brought me through all of those struggles, so I just want to share that. Amen. Come on, let's go. Amen. Yeah, yeah, come on, Kenzie. Katie, Katie, you're up next. Okay, so it's. So it's more like a story. I have a two-year-old son from most of you know, but some of you don't. Um, <clears throat> but we were laying in bed the other day, and all of a sudden I hear him start saying, Jesus loves me. <laughs> and I, as soon as I started, uh, wanted to record it, he stopped. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> um, but uh, God's really showed me, like, love through friends. Um, <laughs> this, uh, I moved here two years ago from the state of Wyoming, and I didn't really know anybody and I felt shut out from people because I was 18 and pregnant. <laughs> and um, I came here, I s and I faithfully came to Alive uh, last year, starting at the semester. And um, I just felt isolated from everybody else. And um, I still came. I still enjoyed it. And um, August, Whitney hooked me up with Crystal. <laughs> and we've been inseparable ever since. <laughs> and um, it's just... Uh, and then a lot of you guys have talked about wanting to meet Kason with my son. Uh, and it's just, it warms my heart to see the love that all you guys have for my son. And you haven't met him yet. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's awesome. Katie Kingsley in the house. Hi, Katie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, I was here last worship on the quads, and it's like a full circle for me. God healed my very broken finger. What? I have another story. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so when I was here last worship on the quad, um, I broke my finger in two spots and tore the tendon, and it was black and blue. Um, I have a ring on that I couldn't fit on my finger. Um, and I was sitting there. There was another girl sharing a testimony. It'd be cool if she's here. Her name is also Katie. Um, and um, I just felt God being like, Katie, take your bandage off. And I was like, I don't want to do it. He's like, Katie, you got to do it. So I did, and it was completely, it wasn't swollen anymore. It wasn't blue. I put my ring back on, and I was really shy and scared and came up and was like, I was healed, guys. Um, so that happened. Um, but right now what I wanted to share was just um, going back to then. Um, at the beginning of the year, my parents moved away. Um, my friends all kind of went in their own direction. Uh, I just felt really lonely. I was signed up for classes, but then I dropped them because I didn't know that if that was what I wanted to do. Um, and I just felt really lost. And I remember crying out and being like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. You, Everything's gone. So I guess this is a good time for us to grow because I don't have anything. Um, and I just prayed to, to hear God's voice more. And I just really felt like, God, you promised me these things, and I'm not seeing them right now. Um, and so as the years gone on, I've, I've just really grown um, in my relationship with God. Um, he's taken away that loneliness. I feel God's presence more. I feel him always there. And um, he's provided me with so many good friends and a really good best friend who I hang out with every single day. Um, 
and even like the direction of my life, like I knew I was supposed to be here and I didn't really know why I was supposed to be in Champaign. Um, I didn't want to be here, I'm from Alaska. Uh, <laughs> and um, I went on two missions trips with Alive and God has always kind of spoken to me about missions um, and he keeps bringing that up, keeps bringing it up, confirming it so many times that I have people around me being like, Katie, if you don't see what God's doing, you're stupid. Like he has a plan for you um, and now I'm going to go spend four months in Mexico um, and he just, <laughs> um, and he just has showed me like, God will fulfill the promises that he makes. It's not a, oh, your life's in a different direction. Just kidding. I don't promise that anymore. God's going to fulfill that. And even now, I have these promises and I'm just waiting. And I, whenever I get worried about it, I just pray about them because I know that he's going to fulfill those. So if any of you are doubting, if God has promised you something, he's going to follow through. It just takes time and just trust in him. Can you, can you raise your hand? Were you guys here? Uh, well, we're not here because we were on the quad, but in the fall when we were, yeah? Do you guys, does, do you remember any of the promises? We asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want to do in our lives this year? What do you want to do on this campus? And, and people came up and we prophetically declared what God was going to do. Does anyone remember what they declared? Yeah? You got it? Yeah? You want to come over and share? I'd love to see how the Lord, if the Lord did that this year and what, how he met you. Hi, guys. So, um, my, yeah, my name is Blaine. So, at the beginning of the year, I asked God for, like, a new family. So, like, um, like my real family is, like, all messed up and such. But, like, I, I asked for God for, like, new friends and a new family. And, like, he's so totally provided. Like, I got really involved with Alive. I'm a part of, like, five small groups for Alive. And I meet with people from Alive every single day. And, um, yeah, God just, like, totally provided me with a family and a whole new group of friends. And I got to go on a missions trip with Alive. And, like, we all got, like, super close. And, yeah, God just, like, provided me with a family that I know will never go away because it's centered on Christ and yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. I promise none of these are staged. Uh, I actually, this will be the third person. I just went up to him and I said, you ready? And he looked at me, he's like, yep. <laughs> like he knew I was going to ask him. Uh, I love how God does that. So I'm going to invite Noah up because he has something to share. I'm Noah. Um, <laughs> so, let's see where do I start? Yeah. Um, my freshman year of high school, I'm a sophomore in college now. My aunt uh, died of lung cancer. And I, at that time, I'd like bought into this lie that the enemy told me that God wasn't good. Um, we prayed for healing and it didn't come. I was mad, I was angry at God. I never doubted that God still existed, but I doubted his goodness. Um, and so I went through like a, a really rough time for the first couple years of high school and I kind of like came back to God a little bit, like I kind of moved past it, but uh, there was never any real healing that came from um, just those wounds. Uh, and so this semester has been a wild semester, and um, yeah, 
I, I don't remember if it was the beginning of the semester or the end of last semester, but I was meeting with Kundai, and I remember him just telling me something. He said, uh, I, was, I was telling him that, so my, my aunt uh, prophesied to my mom, who'd been trying for 10 years to have a, another baby, that she was gonna have a daughter, and uh, yeah, she, she died, and then very soon afterwards, my mom got pregnant, and uh, I have a beautiful baby sister now. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just remember Kundai telling me, like, how beautiful is that picture that, like, my aunt prophesied life, like, when hers was, like, coming to an end, um, and just between that and just so many other things this semester, God has just been speaking into me over and over again that, like, just because, like, things that the devil does, things that, like, the devil brings sickness and death, and he's here to uh, steal and destroy, like, things that the devil does does not impact God's goodness, and, like, God has just healed that over and over again in me this semester, that, that God is a good father, um, that, like, even, even in bad situations here on earth, like, God fully redeems those, so I'm going to, I'm going to see my aunt again in heaven, and I'm going to have a beautiful baby sister in heaven with me. When I, when I think about this year, um, I love, I remember last year, there was just people that would just show up, and they were like, it's almost like they just were like, they appeared one week, and they're just, the, the heartbeat, the core of this ministry, it's like, where did you come from? How are you just, you, you jump in, you're plugged in right away, and I think back to this year, and and this dude I met playing volleyball, you know, we, do, we like to play volleyball, if you're going to be around this summer, we play a lot of sand volleyball, but, and, and he just, he just, his heart just, just shined. And uh, I'm going to invite up Eric Diaz to come share how God's moved in his life this year. <laughs> Am I really going to do this? I don't really know what to say. <laughs> um, well, actually, super similar to Blaine and also Michaela. This year has been just full of, um, like, new people and new friends and new families. Um, I, I actually, I asked God the same thing for a new family. And, yeah, he just totally delivered. Like, I've met so many beautiful people here, awesome, funny people, and just people that I know, like, have my back no matter what. Um, and then probably the main thing he's taught me this year is, also, just not to put him in a box. Um, but I felt like God has always challenged me to, like, go to the root of things. And I think specifically I have, I've been putting him in a box in a way that, like, I used to believe that you couldn't really be very intimate with God. Um, I've always been someone that's, like, super reverent towards God just because... That's just how I've always been growing up with my walk with Christ. I've just always been super reverent, um, but I've never really been super intimate. So I think this year, through learning more about the Holy Spirit and just walking with the Spirit more and learning how to hear from Him and talk to Him, I've really just been really in tune more with God's heart and just being closer to Him as a father. And 
actually this is kind of funny. I was talking to one of my friends last week um, about something I was learning about. I was reading through the book of Romans, and um, this, I forgot which verse it was, but it says, um, when, you, when the Spirit calls out, Abba, Father. Um, and I looked up the, the, the meaning of the word Abba, and actually in Greek, the word Abba is the most intimate thing you could ever say to, to, to a dad. Um, so if you translated it to the present language, it would literally translate to daddy. Um, so that's something I've really been meditating on, just calling him Abba, calling him daddy, because, like, yeah, he, he deserves, like, the most reverent things we can give to him, but he's also just a dad that's just always there for us, like, just like any other dad that loves their kid. Like, they won't mind if their kid just knocks on their door at 2 in the morning asking for water. Like, he's there. <laughs> so that's something I've been growing in, just seeing him more as a dad, as someone I can go to for anything, and as someone who is just always willing to cover me in his love um, by experiencing it through people and his spirit and through prayer, too. So, so yeah, that's it. I just, uh, this is just as scary for me as it is for the people I call up um, because I'm just asking the Lord, Lord, who do you want to speak through next? So, Eric, thanks for responding and listening. Is Whitney in the house somewhere? Whitney, where are you at? Yeah? Come up. Can you guys, you guys know Whitney Kaiser, a.k.a. Wild Wit sometimes? Uh, if you guys don't know Whitney, get to know her. She's an amazing listener, prayer warrior. She loves to be in the background, but uh, it's because of her heart. God has something to say powerful through her. Yeah, I didn't know Ryan was going to call me up. Um. Yeah, it's just really cool um, to hear everyone's testimonies. And even when Rai, I remember thinking the other day, I was like, what were those things that we declared, you know, at the beginning of the year over the campus and over um, God's children? And I couldn't really remember um, very many. So it's just cool to hear um, just like people who were new at the beginning of this year, their testimony, how they have come to know the Lord in just a deeper way. Um, and that's the whole reason why we're here. So that just, like, blesses my heart um, so much that people are truly being changed from the inside out. And they're truly um, coming to know just the Lord and his truth and his love. Um, yeah, and even I'm on that journey still. I think we're always growing in that. But um, for me, just the last few weeks coming to the end of the semester, I've just been reflecting on the last few years of my life. Um, there's been so, so much good, and there's also been a lot of just trials and tribulations. Um, but through that, you just come out stronger, um, wiser, and just learning to trust the Lord even more. Um, yeah, it's so easy for us to just, like, look at, like, our circumstances and I think that's something I look back now and I focused a lot on just things that are going on either with family or with me physically or emotionally. Um, but when you just come, just know the Lord, all that stuff doesn't even matter. Like the things that come before you in the future, 
decisions, um, finances, health issues, and there's nothing that the Lord can't do. Um, And when you just fully surrender that to him um, and just trust him, even when you don't understand who he is or even if he's real, and you just let him into your heart, like he will show you amazing things. Like he created all of this. He created you. Um, Just like, just, yeah, that simple reminder, you know, the simple gospel of who he is. Um, Yeah, he just created all of this. And no matter what happens, um, his love is going to be there to the end, you know, even when he comes back um, for his children. Yeah, he's real. And um, yeah, just get to know him because he's pretty awesome. Yeah. If you guys, any of you who are going to be around this summer, Whitney's an amazing mentor. Uh, she loves just to meet people for coffee, listen. Uh, she helps lead a small group. So seriously, get to know her if you don't know her. All right. Hey, we're going to call up one more person as the band gets ready to go. And uh, this dude... Um, He's kind of like the watchman on the wall in Ezekiel chapter 2, and he's a prayer warrior, and he loves just to kind of watch. And a lot of you guys might not know him because he kind of spends a lot of his time behind the soundboard or having a violin in his hand. But uh, I just believe the Lord has something to say mighty through him tonight. So I'm going to invite up our sound guy, Nate Wells. Hey, guys. Um, I love this. I didn't prepare anything, and I just love um, opportunities like this where we can invite the Holy Spirit to speak through us, well, first to us and through us, right? I think that's how it goes here. And uh, right before I came up here, I was was reminded of um, the word that I spoke last year on the quad, and that was about uh, God firming up the ground for this ministry, for, for this family, uh, for this year that we're coming, uh, bringing to a close right now. And he's really done that. It's really uncanny how many things last year um, through prayer just came to be this year. And so it was really a, a great honor to be a coach, and to see all you guys growing throughout the year, and it really hasn't sunk in yet fully, but I'm starting to, f- to feel the real uh, impact that God has placed into each and every one of you guys, and one reoccurring theme that's uh, come up this year has been pla- about platforms, and I, w- I always saw it as being a platform for this ministry, you know, for next year, but tonight God's reminded me that each and every one of you is a platform that he's firmed up, he's firming up right now, even as I speak, as you hear these words, and so I think tonight, God wants uh, one word 
one incident that he reminded me of, and it has to do with tomato plants. It's really strange. But he wants you to know that it's the volunteers, the volunteer plants that come out of nowhere and that surprise you and bear the greatest fruit. All right, so the compost, I throw it out, right? I throw it out, and it's a big pile of compost. Who knows? I go over to the garden, and I actually try to grow tomatoes. Those things don't, they fail, right? All of a sudden, I look over at the compost pile, and there is just tomato plants vining all over the place, and those are always the best-tasting things. So no matter what, if you're a senior at this point or the freshman, the person that walks in power as a freshman, wherever God has called you to in the time that you're, you're called to impact this world for the kingdom, it's just a matter of being open and working in the space that God has placed you because you're going to bear the fruit of the kingdom wherever you go. It's just to have the open uh, nutrient source of heaven come in and inviting that and more of it to impact the places you go the workplaces that you go, wherever you got hired, or the classes you're going to be in next year. And, and these are the platforms that he's growing you out into because you have the DNA, the seed of Jesus Christ that lives in you. And if you don't have that seed, I just invite you tonight to invite his goodness and his nutrients in your life to, to grow you into the places he's calling you to. So if you all just want to take a stand with me right now for the kingdom of heaven, I just want to, if you don't mind if I, I'm going to pray before you guys speak. Yeah. So we're actually going to, I'm going to have Nate pray in a second, but this is awesome because he didn't know we were going to do this. But um, I actually felt like the Lord just put on my heart that as Kyle and the band sing this song that we love, Simple Gospel, the heart of it is I want to know you more, Lord. And for anyone who went to the Passion Conference with us, they do this a lot where you just find three people and you just pray over each other. So as they sing this song, would you take a risk and find one or two people around you? And would you just pray for them that they would know the Lord more? You guys can even just, just to save time, pray at the same time. That we would just know the Lord more in our minds and our hearts. So, Nate, why don't you start us off by praying? And as he prays, why don't you guys break up and find someone and pray for each other? Yeah, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here right now with us. Just stir in our presence, God, and open our heart. Lord, to receive the truth of who you made us to be, God, in your likeness, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Jesus Christ, for coming and walking this earth and showing us how to walk this earth in the flesh, God. And we receive the flesh of Jesus Christ and the guidance of the Holy Spirit to bring the kingdom and release the kingdom here on earth just as it is in heaven. In your name, Jesus Christ, we give you this day and all the rest of eternity, our lives.
Washing over me, your face is on.